the work you do for your clients feels fulfilling and impactful, but running a business? That feels hard. You're not only in charge of your client work, you're also head of marketing, management, admin, client satisfaction, systems and processes. Yeah, it can feel overwhelming. That's where this podcast comes in. You're listening to The Simple Business Show with me, Nisha Woolery. Each week, we'll discuss simple ways to start, market, and organize your service-based business. My mission? To teach solopreneurs how to simplify their business so they can earn more money by doing less stuff. Let's dive in. Hey guys, what's up? I hope that you are having the best start to your year. If you have been thinking about raising your prices, but you're not sure if it's the right time, if people will even be able to afford your new rates, if anyone will actually want to pay you that much, then today's video is for you because I'm going to be sharing whether to know if it's the right time or not to raise your prices. Before I dive in though, do be sure to subscribe to my podcast or my YouTube channel, wherever you're tuning in from at the moment, so you don't miss future videos. So let me guess, you want to raise your prices, the thought of making more money without actually having to take on more clients sounds like a total dream to you. Plus, the clients you attract right now just don't do the work or get the results that you would like them to get. And you know it's most likely because they haven't invested that much money into this, hence why they themselves aren't as invested or as enthusiastic as you would like them to be. We've spoken about this before on my podcast, but when you have low price points, you tend to attract penny-pinching clients. The kind who try to bleed you of every penny they paid you, the type who tend to like to control every tiny thing that you do, the kind that have sometimes completely unrealistic expectations or demands, the type that complain about your already low price points, want to be able to call you up on the evenings, expect you to answer their emails on the weekends, different things like this. When you have low price points, you attract low quality clients. Like I've said before, it's like dating. When you have low standards, you tend to attract low quality partners. So if you don't want this anymore, then it would be helpful if you can raise your rates. You can raise your rates, you can start attracting better clients. The ones who value your time, your skills and your expertise the ones who treat you with respect and are total dreamboats to work with. But I know that if you're listening to this right now, you're most likely hung up on one of these issues. Number one, you are not booking clients consistently at the moment at your current rates. So you're not sure if raising them will help you or hinder your business even more. Two, you are worried no one will be able to pay you more than what you charge now. Three, you're scared that you'll raise your prices and just hear crickets, like all client inquiries just completely stop. And number four, 
perhaps more than anything, you just don't feel like you are good enough to raise your prices yet. I hear people say this to me quite a lot on Instagram and in my DMs whenever we talk about raising prices over there. I will always, without a doubt, get a DM from someone who tells me they don't feel confident enough, they don't feel good enough yet to be able to charge more. Do any of those sound familiar to you? If they do, go ahead and type yes below. You see, I think perhaps the biggest reason why so many creatives struggle when it comes to raising their price is because they involve their self-worth. And if that is you, please do not feel bad. Absolutely everyone in the online space, or it feels like everyone in the online space, is constantly telling you to charge what you're worth. It's all over Instagram, people's podcasts, Pinterest, it's absolutely everywhere. And I could not disagree more. I think your ideal clients really do not care what you are worth, like at all. (laughs) Like they don't care where you studied, They don't care exactly how many years of experience you have. They don't care if you have a degree or some kind of a certification. And they ultimately don't really care if you've spoken on panels or your work has been featured somewhere cool. They don't really care about you. I mean, this kind of stuff, it is impressive, don't get me wrong, but it is not very high on your potential client's priority list when they're looking for someone to hire for your service. They care about the transformation that you can get them. That is what they are paying you for. And that is what you should be charging them for. Not your worth, but the worth of the transformation that you provide. Be aware of your target market's budget though. I'm not saying to everyone, I'm not going to be that person who says to everyone, no matter who they are, like raise your prices, like just go for it without necessarily, you know, um, taking a few things into consideration. And don't worry, because we're going to, in this episode, you know, just walk through a few things you should take into consideration. But one is uh, your target market's budget. Be aware of that. However, don't overly assume how much your potential clients can afford to pay you. I think that one mistake I think we all often make is assuming we know how much or how little other people will be willing to pay us. I see this pattern in business owners who, if they have like a scarcity-based money mindset and there's only, you know, like a small amount that they would pay other people, I see a lot of creatives thinking that That is the same for everyone, that if they wouldn't pay somebody this amount of money, nobody else will either. I was actually on a call and um, she said something like, I just don't think that people could afford to pay me much more. And so after we did some deep diving, we kind of uncovered some of her limiting beliefs, like scarcity-based money beliefs. These beliefs that there isn't enough money in the world, that she has to hold onto her money, that she has to DIY everything in her business. And it became clear that the reason she thought that others couldn't afford to pay her what she wanted to charge was probably because she wouldn't pay somebody that much. Now, here is the irony. So, You know, when um, business owners on Instagram, sometimes they do launches and they'll do sticky notes on the walls and write down students' names whenever somebody joins. Um, I've done something similar in the past, so maybe you've seen that. 
Well, this person I was talking to, this business owner, she took a screenshot when another business owner had done this and she zoomed in on the screenshot. She zoomed in, saw some of her clients' names and she realized these very same people she believed had no more money to spend were actually investing a lot more in other entrepreneurs. A similar thing kind of happened to me a couple of years ago. A student of mine DM'd me because she wasn't sure whether to join a group coaching program or not. And she had seen that I was friends with this person who runs the group program. So she asked me, you know, what I thought about her investing in this. And we got into a conversation. I asked her how much it was. And she told me it was about eight or nine grand, I think. So eight or nine K. And I remember thinking, how funny that I sometimes assume that 497, $497, not even in pounds, I think in pounds it's like 380, like $497 would be too much for people to pay for a course. Because at one time, I when I did I go to that price point for my course, I thought, oh, what if nobody can pay this much money for a course? And I thought, how funny that I assumed that nobody would pay that much for a course. And yet this person happily paid that much for my course and then went on to join my friend's 9K group program for a completely different area of her business. I think it's really important not to make assumptions about the budgets of everybody else, because we just don't know. Not all of our budgets are the same and we can't be operating from this presumption that whatever we are or are not willing to pay is exactly the same as everybody else. You know, do we have to be realistic? Yes, we definitely do. Because if you target Etsy business owners, for example, you can't charge as much as, or maybe you can, but like if I targeted Etsy business owners, I assume that I wouldn't charge as much as if I was targeting a business coach or that kind of a target market because the two have different budgets. But don't get too caught up in presuming people won't pay you very much. This thought is often rooted in your own fearful money beliefs and lack of self-worth. It's rooted in you believing that you aren't good enough to charge more. I actually hired a freelancer once and when when I asked for a quote, in my mind, I expected the cost to be about 750 to maybe like $1,500. I didn't really have a clue what it would be, but that's kind of what I was thinking in my mind. And I got the quote back from them and it was about $450, I think. Something like that for a full day of work. And the freelancer that I contacted, it was like a two-person team. So they would be splitting that 450 between them. Now, they are really, really good at what they do. They're very creative, very, very talented. They could easily charge 2K, 3K, 4K, and still get clients depending on who um, they targeted as their ideal client. But when speaking to them, they said to me more than once that they would do this for free if they could because they just didn't care about the money. But the way I see it, and maybe some people won't agree with me for saying this, but the way I see it is not caring at all about the money is just as bad as someone who only cares about the money. Because the two are sort of like 
there's a, a sort of like opposite sides of the same coin because you're depriving yourself when you say that you don't care at all about the money and you're severely undercharging, you're depriving yourself and your family of thousands of dollars in a better lifestyle because you simply don't feel confident enough to ask for more. But I know, I know it's an uncomfortable thing to do, but uncomfortable is sometimes a good thing because it's only when we are uncomfortable that we actually grow. If you did charge more, you could have more impact. You could get better equipment to do even better work. You could raise the quality of your lifestyle and your family's lifestyle. And you could do all of this without taking on more clients or raising your hours. You just simply raise your prices. It is scary though, I know. It's scary at all levels of business when you're pricing, whether you're pricing a product or a service. I'm currently creating a marketing course that's going to be released in March and hopefully March. I'm banking on March. And I, I spent longer than I thought I would deciding on the pricing for that. So I get your struggle. So let me help you go from feeling unconfident and unsure of raising your prices to knowing whether or not you should by sharing a few of the things that I've done and I've helped my clients to do to just get a better perspective of whether they should raise their prices or not. Because remember, it's not always the best case. It's not always the best thing to do. However, I am a big believer in the fact that I think that most creatives in my community are undercharging. That's just from what I've seen, the people that I've looked at. A lot of them have perhaps, you know, lower self-worth than they should, hence undercharging. So that's why I'm creating this episode. The first thing that I think you should do is take a look at your client calendar. Are you booked out for a few months? If you are, congrats. This is the biggest and easiest sign that you need to raise your rates. If people are gladly paying you your current rates and business is going good, then it's definitely time for an increase. If, put it this way, if you were doing really well at a corporate job and you were bringing in lots and lots of clients, wouldn't you ask your boss for a raise? Or even if you're a bit too timid to ask, wouldn't you at least be expecting one? You wouldn't just expect to keep doing amazing work um, really creating incredible results for your clients, being booked out in advance, doing this company a whole lot of good and staying at the same low rate for months or years, would you? You would not expect to just stay at that same level in the company and not rise up the more and more you do good work. Well, now you're the boss, so give yourself the raise if you are already getting booked out in advance regularly. You deserve it and clearly you are worth it. Maybe you are not booked out consistently. Believe it or not, there's still maybe reasons for you to raise your prices. So look at whether you are severely undercharging. And to do this, simply go ahead and do a competitor analysis. Just wanted to quickly pause this episode to let you know about a free starter kit I have just for you. It's called the Starter Kit for Booking Consistent Clients. And inside, you'll learn the top 12 reasons why most creatives and solopreneurs are not booking clients consistently. And you'll also see four simple methods to change that. Yes, you heard right, not 20 methods, 
and no complicated strategies, just four simple, timeless methods I've used to book more clients and make more core sales. These are the four marketing pillars you must have in your business if you want to bring in sales consistently. Head to nishawoolery.com slash starter kit to download yours today. Sometimes analyzing your competitors can give you perspective and just sort of pull you out of your, this like pit of low self-worth that you may have gotten yourself into. You may find competitors who have the same years of experience as you, the same sort of skill level, same style, same, you know, kinds of testimonials, similar level of professionalism, who are charging double what you charge. So, What I would do is look for at least five competitors and see what their average price is. If yours is a lot lower, then that could actually be the reason you perhaps aren't booking clients consistently. When someone is really great at what they do, but they are undercharging, they send out this message that they are not confident in their ability or that they are going to disappoint somehow. A potential client will see amazing work with a low price point and think to themselves, something must be wrong, there must be a catch. And then they see someone who does the same standard of amazing work with a higher price point and they hire them over you. So why is that? Why would they go for the more expensive person when you're both just as good at the job? It's because most of society is conditioned to believe that more expensive equals better quality and better results. It's why we buy brand name medicine over generic medicine, even though it's exactly the same medicine, just in a different package. And the reason I chose that example is because I sort of watched this program not too long ago where it was comparing different types of medicines and there was one and I can't remember for the life of me what it was, but it was kind of like Lemsip, you know, where um, it's like powder and you put it into, you mix it with hot water when you have a cold or the flu or something like that. And there's a popular brand name, one of these things, it wasn't Lemsip, it was something else. And there was the generic one that isn't really a high brand name and it was like half the price. And they like looked at them both and saw that they were exactly the same medicine. Yet people were way more willing to pay more money for the branded medicine, even though it was exactly the same thing. And that's because we trust the brand name. We trust the higher priced medicine. We would rather pay more and feel confident that what we paid for will work overpaying less and being unsure that we will actually get results. Your clients think and act the same way when it comes to buying your services and when it comes to looking at you and your service and your prices compared to the other competitors that they have also been looking at at the same time. So another thing to take into consideration is, are you attracting bottom feeding clients? If you are attracting the kind of clients who are disrespectful, time-sucking, controlling, then maybe it's time for you to raise your rates so that you can attract better clients, clients who value you and respect you as well. Are your clients doing the work and getting results or not? 
A big reason why I think that a lot of us love being our own boss and, you know, being entrepreneurs is because we get to impact people's lives and create transformations in people's lives and businesses. So for instance, if you're a website designer, I bet you love it when your clients tell you that your new website design has, I don't know, like increased their conversions by 40%, for instance. How great does it feel to know that you and your work has helped impact a real person's income? Hence, it's improved their lifestyle and the lifestyle of their family. Or maybe you're a coach, a business coach, uh, for instance. You don't just run your business because it gives you freedom and money. I'm guessing that you run it because you're passionate about whatever it is that you do and helping your clients achieve some kind of a transformation in their life. You know, helping your clients go from broke to booked out or helping them achieve a balance, a work-life balance and happiness. You feel great when you see your clients getting results from the work that you are putting out into the world. What doesn't feel so great is when you are getting the clients and you're doing the work with them, but nobody seems to really be getting good results. You know, you design like a really killer, awesome website for someone only to see this business owner never actually get around to launching their business and completely wasting the website design that you created for them. Or you coach your clients uh, every single week only to hear them tell you the following week that they haven't done any of the homework that you set for them. It can be frustrating because you know, you deeply and truly know that your work could dramatically change people's lives if only they would take it more seriously. You think that by charging low prices, you're making your services accessible, which don't get me wrong, is a commendable thing to do. However, Sometimes you may find that when you raise your prices, what actually happens is you start attracting clients who really want to do the work, clients who are serious about their life and their business and whatever it is that they need your help transforming because, you know, they take it and themselves seriously. They are willing to pay serious prices and do some serious work to get the amazing results. So when you charge more, you not only get clients who take this whole thing, the whole project way more seriously, you actually get clients who, you know, get results from working with you as well. And you get killer testimonials that prove to future clients that you can get people incredible results. And guess what? That lands you a lot more referrals, a lot more clients, and it means that you can keep raising your prices the more epic your results and transformations, your client results and transformations become. So the last thing that I want us to consider right now is who else are your clients hiring and buying from? Go ahead and ask them. Sometimes it's really helpful to learn who your clients are hiring and buying from just to give you some perspective on their budget. I think it's really important though uh, to not ask your clients straight out what their budget is because they will always, always, always tell you that it's something lower than what they would actually be willing to pay if the perfect person came along who could promise them the result that they have been dreaming of. So get into stealth mode here and ask them who they have purchased from recently. 
ask them to give you names. And bear in mind though, that people will pay different things for different services. So it depends on um, what the transformation is and how fast they'll get that transformation. Those two things are gonna sort of dictate how much they would be willing to spend for something. So ask them if they've hired somebody recently who isn't kind of, isn't like a similar industry to you. So for instance, if you're a website designer, maybe you will get some replies from people telling you they've hired a copywriter or something like that, you know, like somebody who's in a similar industry to you. You'll then be able to go and check out that copywriter's website and see what their pricing is like. And this will get you a really much better perspective on the budget of your ideal clients. Of course, you need to ask more than one person to get like a rounded out perspective, but this is a nice way to get out of your own head and understand what your target clients are, you know, willing to pay other people for similar services. It's also a really great way to see what these business owners have done to position themselves to charge that higher price point. Because no, it isn't as simple as simply raising your prices and wham, bam, all of a sudden a load of clients just come knocking down your digital door. Like there's more of an art to this than that. You'll find that people who charge higher prices have positioned themselves as a go-to expert in the industry. Experts get to charge expert prices. When you see a general practitioner, for, for instance, they make a lot less money than a heart surgeon would because the heart surgeon has become a specialist, right? They're an expert in one particular thing. They've become known as being an expert in that thing. And also the transformation that they get people on a daily basis tends to be more life-changing than the transformation that a general practitioner gets on a, da- on a daily basis. And I'm not like playing them down in any way, because obviously they are also life-saving people. But Someone who is a heart surgeon is literally saving lives all the time, every day. Hence, they are paid more for what they do. They have the experience and the transformations to back up how much they are paid. Some of you need to work on finding your niche, your expertise, positioning yourself as an expert so that you can raise your prices And some of you already have positioned yourself as an expert, but you simply don't see yourself that way and you don't see everything that you bring to the table. You don't see yourself as a pro. You don't think that you're that good. Hence, you really undercharge. One thing or one more thing I would say on the subject of raising your prices is my personal preference. I know that some other people say differently, but my personal preference is to go slow and steady with price increases instead of doing dramatic, crazy ones. I think that slow and steady wins the race. I think it's easier to increase your prices bit by bit and a bit more comfortable than it is to do a huge dramatic price increase and then perhaps have to lower your prices if nobody buys. That isn't a great look for your brand and business. You want to kind of always make sure that your followers and your target market see you as being in demand. Although that being said, it isn't the end of the world if you do ever have to lower your prices. Do not Please do not let the fear of ever having to lower your price stop you from raising them to begin with, because 
the fear that you have, that fear, that's all that it is right now is a fear in your mind. It's not actually real. It hasn't come true yet. And it may not ever actually come true. You can't let fear stop you from doing the things that you want to do in your life and your business. I think that fear stops so many of us from growing in our businesses and our lives. Instead of letting fear stop you from growing, ask yourself what it is exactly that you fear. What is the worst possible thing that could happen if you raise your prices? And how would you manage that if it actually came true? I want you to go ahead and just list out three solutions that you could come up with if your fears came true. And then I want you to ask yourself, what if my fear never actually comes true? What if I'm spending all this time worrying about something that never actually even happens? What if I raise my prices and nobody bats an eyelid? What if I raise my prices and I actually start booking more clients at my higher price point than I did before? It is natural to think about the worst case scenario and think from places of fear. I think it's a really human thing to do. We all do it in like every aspect of business and life. It's really human. But does it serve you? Sometimes you have to ask yourself which thought, mindset or belief serves me the most and do your absolute best to adopt that belief and ditch the ones that just don't serve you. When raising your prices, you do need to learn about positioning yourself as an expert, like I've said, raising the perceived value of your service and knowing your target market, as we talked a little bit about earlier. And you also need to consider how much do you want to give to your clients? Before I sort of wrap this episode up, I'll quickly touch on this point. How much do you want to give to your clients? Because if you want to give all the bells and whistles, then a high ticket price is for you. And trust me, undercharging while giving away heaven and earth is not going to be a good look for you. It's going to look really confusing to people who see you giving away all of these amazing things for such a low price point. Like I said earlier on, it will make people think to themselves, what is the catch? However, if you don't want to sell high ticket or the bells and whistles kinds of packages, that's something that you do want to keep in mind as well. When raising your prices, you might want to just do a small price increase. You might want to just, you know, stay at a reasonable place for your prices. Because obviously, if you don't really want to give that much more to your clients, you don't really want to, um, you're not really interested in like too much one-on-one work and different things like this. And you just want to keep your packages really basic, really fast, really simple then that's something to keep in mind as well. There is a price increase offer formula that I teach my clients to help them turn their price increase into an actual event that helps them get booked out two to three months in advance, which I'll be teaching inside of my marketing course, which I will be launching in March this year. But the thing you need to do first and foremost when raising your prices is to believe that you are worthy of higher prices, that you are worthy of being paid more for your skills and your expertise. And you need to truly adopt that confident mindset because the thing is, if you have experience, if you have already been booking clients and you've got great testimonials, you've gotten them good results, then there is no reason for you to be undercharging so much. 
You will only get in life and business what you believe you deserve. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. This is my first like live video, although we turn these into podcast episodes as well. It's my first one in about a couple of months, maybe, or like six weeks or so. So I feel a bit like I've been a little bit less confident than usually, than usual, and a bit less, you know, like, um, I don't even know what the word is, but yeah, I've like mumbled my words a little bit and different things like that, but it's all good because I am not here to be perfect. I am just here to show up, provide value and help you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. It really does mean a lot to me when I see you guys, you know, listening to my podcast, watching my videos, sharing them. It means the world to me that you guys are getting value from these. So I will speak to you guys next week. Hey friend, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss future episodes. And if you're feeling extra motivated by what was discussed today, I would seriously appreciate it if you'd open up the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave a super quick review. Honestly, your reviews tell iTunes that this podcast is worth listening to. And iTunes then gets this show in front of more solopreneurs so they can get the help they need to bring more inner calm to their business. Okay, that's it from me today. Thank you for listening and I will speak to you soon.